Looking to take your entrepreneurial skills to the next level? You're in the right place. Welcome to Just Take Action with your host, Joe McCabe. Hey, good morning, everybody. Another episode here of Just Take Action down at the Remax Experts office in Manioc. Sitting here with Joe Masalta and Bruce Waller. Hey. Today we're talking about uh, something special, something more important than anything else, I would say. And it's people's mindset, uh, people's money mindset, um, how you should be thinking about money, and the wrong things we were taught our entire lives that most people believe that holds them back. Um, so this is Bruce Bruce Waller's favorite topic. Yeah, um, right. He, uh, he, he runs this training, I'd say quarterly at least, with a lot of our agents in-house. And... Um, well, it's amazing how quickly people get stumped just by asking what their money goal is. So I'll give it to Bruce and we'll, we'll take it away. All right. So uh, I always ask the uh, people that I'm giving this training, the first question is, when it comes to money, did you ever sit back and take a second and think why you believe what you believe about money? Uh, most times people believe certain things about money is because their parents or their friends or their uncles or aunts or co-workers and stuff told them specific things about money. So I'm pretty sure you've heard this one before. Money is the root of all evil. So if you're sitting here listening to it on the on a podcast, you're at home, you're in the car, but I'm pretty sure you've heard this before. And first, let me debunk that. Money is not the root of all evil. The perceived lack of money is the root of all evil. Because if somebody feels like they have enough money, you know, percentage-wise, you feel like you have enough money yeah. to take care of you and your family, you're not going to go out and do crime because why risk it? Mm -hmm. If I already have everything I have, I don't, I don't need to go out and rob somebody. Now, there are certain people that will just go out and do that because that's who they are. But percentages-wise, if all your needs are being taken care of and you have enough money for that, you're not going to go out and rob people. Right. So we can all agree right now that the perceived lack of money is a root of all evil. We were talking about this off air, but I always tell my friends and family, people I meet, you can't build a church with hugs. You need money to build a church. If you know somebody in your circle that their kid may be sick and they're having trouble paying their hospital bills, well, you can't go over and cook them a meal, and that's not going to fix it. You actually need money to fix that. Yeah. Yeah, they say like, uh, always say money, they say money can't buy happiness. <laughs> that part's not necessarily true. Money can buy happiness, but you don't need money to be happy. You know, yeah. There's plenty of people who are, who make $30,000 and they're happy and that's great. Um, but you know what? Money's a tool. Money buys the better seats, the better food, the better quality liquor. Um, you can buy better quality leads. So yeah. there's, there's nothing you can't do. You know, money's a great tool to have. People look at it wrong. We've been trained to look at it wrong. Yeah. Okay. And that's the yeah. problem is we've been, been trained by society uh, to look at money as if it was evil because there's this whole perception that people that have built businesses, built products and services that made a lot of money they're bad people because they just take and take and take. No, they've actually made all that money by giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and helping people. Yeah, it's interesting to say um, uh, trained because, you know, we talked about that, how you have to let mm -hmm. people know their value and mm -hmm. their worth. You have to get them out of the things that happened to them as kids, you know. Somebody has to tell someone that they're valuable, they're mm -hmm. worth something. Um, to get them out of that that mindset, you know, the, uh, the negative mindset there. And... Um, We've been trained to think, oh, only the rich have the tax breaks. Only the rich have the tax breaks. You know what's breaks. hilarious about that? Uh -huh. I'm sure these numbers aren't broken down perfectly, but I saw a meme on uh, Instagram. And I was mm -hmm. like, this is pretty funny because it said Jeff Bezos is worth like 
162 million, but Amazon's worth 1 trillion. So that means he made everyone who's a shareholder in Amazon worth 800 some billion dollars, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So how is that evil? You know, how is that? He, he provided opportunity to not only people that work at the company. So of course he should have a tax break. Uh, but he also provided opportunities for people who were just shareholders. He helped Definitely. build people's 401ks. People don't yep. look at that stuff. No, they don't. They You're don't probably a shareholder on Amazon if you have if you have a city job or whatever, and you don't yeah. even know it yet. The value that that guy brought, the value that Steve Jobs brought to society and the community. I mean, just by providing jobs. Yeah. And even if you're if you're just an American, you know, or, or you're not even American, but you're living here and you're working here. Um, you should definitely start up a home-based business and start taking advantage of those tax deductions. Yeah. And if you have kids, you definitely got to start a home-based business and then start paying your kids a salary, but keep it below the taxable rate. Yeah. And for everybody, it's different right now. Like um, for me, it's around twelve thousand dollars. You know, so if I paid my kids twelve thousand dollars a year yeah. and then made them pay house bills out of that. I just saved on my taxes. <laughs> the kids don't have to pay taxes on that. And that's the American system. And you it's taught, there. And you taught them a level of responsibility uh -huh. and personal ownership. Exactly. The kids are learning stuff. They're understanding bills, money, at a teenage, you know, as teenagers. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win. But people don't get it out of well, they're trained. One of the main, main challenges is because well, usually our money mindset we get from our parents or our friends or coworkers, people that are close to us uh -huh. that we grew up with. Yep. However, we don't get the proper money set taught in schools, colleges, and universities. Exactly. It's crazy that I have to work. Like, I care about war history, the military. Mm -hmm. You guys know I love about yeah. that kind of stuff. And I, I watch every book. So I read all the books. Yeah. But why is it important for me to take an exam of World War One, World War Two, the War of 1812? <laughs> why is it important for me to know that and not understand money? Right. Yeah. A penny saved it's, is a penny earned. Right? Because money funded all these wars. Mm -hmm. Money's what, what actually made our country go from nothing to the powerhouse it is now. Yeah. And one of the main reasons is the uh, thing that people usually say is, I don't want to be rich. I don't want to be wealthy. I just want to be comfortable. Yeah. yeah. I want to be comfort. wealthy and okay. rich. <laughs> and I always ask yeah. people, okay, when you say you want to be comfortable, what's that mean? Uh -huh. Well, I don't, have to, I, don't, I don't have to worry about anything. Well, worry about what? We'll worry about you know bills. Oh, bills! What pays bills? Money. Yeah. Food. What pays? What pays for food? Yeah, money. money. Uh, I make sure my kids go to good schools and get to go on vacations. What generates all that? Money. Money. So usually when people say that, I do something where I call your freedom lifestyle rate. Yeah. Where I actually have that person write down if they can wave a magic wand, they can put in wow. any number they want and figure out what their ideal rate is. Yeah. Like we ha had two That's people awesome. that came to the training, and most times what you think you need to be comfortable and what you truly need is about four to one yeah so if you think you need two hundred and fifty thousand to live the lifestyle that you think you and your family and friends deserve mm -hmm. it's normally a million dollars but we've been programmed that if we have a lot of money and we're bad people yeah we're bad money so bad no money is not good not bad money is just is it mm -hmm. is what it is money can be used it's a tool that can be used for pretty much anything yeah. but we're taught most people that came from a religious background, like I came up with a religious background, and it's almost like if you had too much money, it was bad. But I always just say to my pastor every Sunday, okay, if money's so bad, would <laughs> you always make us give money? Yes. Right? And the light bulb went off. Yep. I was like, oh, no, no, no. That's, this is some yeah. kind of hustle here. If money was so bad, bad, why are you driving that new Beamer out? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And we're, we're in this crappy car. I said, like, oh, okay. I, I understand the game. And then, so most of us are taught all our money beliefs from what's called a scarcity mindset. And we already talked about yeah. this, that 
Money's bad. There's never enough money. Good people shouldn't care about money. Rich people don't deserve money. Time spent mm -hmm. creates money. As in, hey, I want to double my salary this year. So mm -hmm. instead of working 40 hours a week, I need to work 80 hours a week. Yeah. That's what we're taught. Hey, you're a yeah. hard worker. Yeah. Right? And we're talking about the, the people that are comfortable, that think they have freedom. At the end of the day, they're all operating off of a budget. You know, we see that from the from the real estate side as a, a realtor or from the mortgage side as a loan officer, you see people operating at a budget and you're mm -hmm. trying to make sure that they can actually live like that. Well, if you're living on a budget, or you're not really comfortable or free because that means you have zero dot most of the time, yeah. no money left over. And the people that are on a budget, you know, it's not like when we underwrite a mortgage, we don't say, well, you know, we don't include the amount you put away for investments because you don't put any away anyway. Yeah. So, you know, people are just, they're just one step away from death when you're living uh, on comfort because yes. one emergency, you know, I say it all the time, but like one emergency, one issue with your car, one uh, yeah. family member, you're, you get locked up and you need bail money, <laughs> whatever yeah. it is, you got to go to court for whatever reason. You're fucked. Yeah, mm -hmm. dude, it's completely fucked. Yeah. Okay. So comfort, you're, you know, you're, you're just. Well, com com yeah, comfort is a scarcity mindset. Yeah. Right. Because I believe that if you're a super religious person, doesn't care what religion you are, but inside that religion, if you're a super religious person, person, pretty much every religion teaches you that it's important to teach other, help other people less fortunate than you. Right. There's so much that you can. There's only a certain amount of time you can give, certain amount of energy you can give. Mm -hmm. But if you, whatever you're doing in life and you make billions and billions of dollars, that means that inside your religion, you can use that money to help more and more people. Now, whoever your God is, uh -huh. you think he, she, or it would be made at you inside your religion if you made billions and billions of dollars no. and help people less fortunate? No. Right. No. Turn money into a, an ethical, <laughs> moral problem, and, and it's a different thing. Yeah. You know, switch that. You know, it's, it's unethical to be broke. Yeah. It's unethical I think, to be I think poor. It's, I think it's, well, me personally, I come from a different mindset. Um, from like having like my ancestors coming here as slaves, mm -hmm. right? So there's actually there's people that are in the grave now that fought every day mm -hmm. to get the chance of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And then I actually had people on I don't care white, black, green, or orange le legitimately took bullets uh -huh. so I can sit here and talk to you without somebody trying to snipe me. Yeah, and you guys were a part of that. Yeah. So to me, it's like besides the disservice to my ancestors that fought for me to have freedom, the people who fought for me to have all freedoms if i'm not doing something to help the entire world i'm pissing in their face yeah, yeah. now people are, well that's true no yeah. it's not drastic because i guarantee it's the person true. that's in arlington would still give his life mm -hmm. or her life yeah. but part of them wishes that hey i can still be alive to be with my family yeah so if you sit here and act like keep whatever you're doing in life you want to do to the max so you can make much money as possible and give back to those people because i guarantee that mom or that dad Understands the sacrifice, but deep down inside, they wish it wasn't their kid. Yeah, they wish it wasn't their yeah. kid. So it's like if if you're in life, if you're not trying to go out and do super max and make much money as possible you can to help out, then basically what you're saying is what you died for is not worth yeah. it. Right. So if we're not striving to live life to the fullest and take advantage of everything that America has to offer here, um, to to utilize that to the fullest, if we're not striving for that. And we're doing all these people who gave us these freedoms and this great country a disservice. The yep. people, the, I, this is why people always laugh. Not laugh, but they just think this, you're crazy. But it's like, no, legit. While we're having this conversation right now, mm -hmm. there's millions of people downrange getting shot at yep. this second. Yep. There's somebody that's protecting there's our somebody. country yep. that just died right now. Yeah. So what am I supposed to do? Just <clears throat> fuck off? 
Yeah. And not do anything? Not do anything. Right? Because they're legitimately over there saying, Bruce, I got you. Yeah. You go do what you got to do. You live your life. Do everything you can to help this country, help your family, help your friends. I'll take the bullets for you. Yeah. It's that simple. But everybody's so focused on the scarcity mindset and the scarcity money mindset. They're like, well, yeah, I know Joe and Joe and Greg and they're over there fighting for me. Well, they're also fighting for me to be lazy. Yeah. No, not a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're fighting for you to have the right to be lazy, yeah. but not to be lazy. That's right, yeah. Right? And that's the problem because we have we get we get lazy, lazy mindset when it comes to money. So we actually have to rewire our money mindset from the scarcity mindset to abundance. Mm-hmm. That's what, kind of annoying too, right? I never really thought about it like that, but you know, if you are serving in the military, you have or you're fighting for some cause, it's like at the same time you're you're fighting for the asshole that wants to sit around and do yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, it kind of sucks. Well, you're fighting You're fighting for his or her right to be that asshole. To be a shitbag. Not yeah. to do anything. But what you're truly fighting for is to say, hey, listen, I'm giving you the right. I'm fighting for your right to be lazy. But just take one second to think that I'm legit, like, downrange right now. Yeah. <laughs> so instead of being lazy, just do something for yourself right. and your family. Even if it's you spend all day doing something just for you. That's what I'm truly fighting for. Right. Yeah. So you can have the ability to walk out of your house and not be under Chinese, Russian, or, or <laughs> right. German control. Mm-hmm. Right. I, don't, you know, I don't talk about yeah. France because you know what? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we, we bailed them out so many times. <laughs> Collusion. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's the thing. But it's, to me, all of that comes down to scarcity mindset when it comes to money, scarcity mindset when it comes to activity. We have to have an abundance mindset because when it comes to things we do in life, this is how our brain works. We first have thoughts. The thoughts lead to feelings. Yeah. And our feelings lead to beliefs. Mm-hmm. And our beliefs lead to actions. And our actions lead to results. Mm-hmm. Okay? So money is a result. So if you feel right now that you're not being paid what you're worth, um, I'm just going to rip the Band-Aid off and let you know <laughs> that that's your fault. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's your fault. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't go in and tell my boss to give me a raise. Why not? He might not or she might not listen to you, but it doesn't mean you can't go outside, start your own side business and make your own money. This exactly. is America. You're free to do yeah. that. Develop a plan. Yeah. Develop a plan. Yeah. And you know what? Your plan might fail. Guess what? Right. It might fail. Mm-hmm. But at least you took action. Yeah. And then you learn from it and tweak your plan. You know? Yeah. Maybe whiteboard it, erase everything and redevelop plan with the new knowledge you have from what you learned from your last failure. And don't be, don't be the guy who... You know, because a lot of people, like I think, I think you should absolutely ask for your pay raise, especially if you earn it. Yeah. Right. So earn it and keep a track record of, you know what, I, I did, you know, and bring your, don't be afraid to bring your manager up to speed. Like, hey, you know, I remember last year at this time I only had ten deals, I'm up to twenty this time. You know, yeah. whatever it is, keep a track record of that. But don't be the shitbag that goes and asks for a pay raise just so that you could do less deals. Like you, you yeah. are a loser. That's that right. is a loser mindset, <laughs> uh-huh. and those people exist. You know, mm-hmm. they, they want to go to a company, mm-hmm. they want to have zero track record, and like you know, people like us would say, "Oh, that's that's great that they like fought you and negotiated their their pay raise up." But yeah, it feels better when you earn it. Yeah, you know, it feels better when you earn it. And if you don't deserve it, you shouldn't be asking yeah. for it either. True, um, I mean, that true. should be an ethical or moral problem in your head. Same with mm-hmm. money. Yes, it, but again. That if you go in and you're asking for a raise and you haven't provided the value, that scarcity mindset. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you went in and did something that you weren't supposed to to help out your business, your coworker, your team, then you go in and ask your your manager, your boss, the owner uh, for a raise. He or she is more likely to listen to you because you provided value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's all yeah. about abundance. The more value you provide, 
the more money you'll get. We live in a world of, of, of cause and effect. Yeah. There's no hot without cold. There's no up without down. There's no yeah. left without right. There's no wealthy without poor. But right. to me, the people that were wealthy were once poor. Yeah. Right? And I, people say, well, there's people that are born into money. Yes, you were born into money, but until your parents give it to you, all you, you have poor. Yeah. yeah, all you have is what you have. Yeah. Right? So we all come from the same point of view. But the difference is what people have to do in life is they have to change the way they see things. And once you change the way you see things, the things you see will change. Yeah. Right. And also you have to get out of your own way so your way out will show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's definitely true. Like the people that are born into money, like they definitely have it easier to begin with. But someone worked hard for that money. Yeah. Someone worked hard for yeah. that. Yeah. They didn't yeah, steal you know? from their parents. The parents gave it to them. Yeah. Just like when you get focused, you get off your butt and you make massive impact in the world and you make tons of money and you give it to your kids. They might not deserve the money you gave them, but they do deserve the fact that you were their parents and you decided to give it to them. Yeah. Now me, I would be like Bill Gates. I'm not going to be dumping my, ca- my, my two daughters millions and millions of dollars and not expecting anything in return. Oh, hell no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not going to happen. My daughters get old enough. They're going to have certain books they're going to have to read. They're going to have to be doing certain projects to get any money from me. Oh, daddy, want new shoes. Great. You know the rule. Let's sit down. Let's work on a project. You do that project. Then you get the money. So I want you to understand that you have to provide the world. Right now, it's your mom and me, but the world with value before you get money. I don't want you to get in the mindset that if I exchange one hour for a dollar, that's the world I'm going to live in. Because at the world you live in, that's when you get comfortable. You know, there's a. You guys know familiar with the magazine The Economist? Mm-hmm. Yes. Years ago, probably five, seven years ago at this point, they came out with an article on the front cover that said, um, the Ten ways to make your kid mil- your kids millionaires." Mm-hmm. So of course, I just pick it up. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah let's read this. That's catchy. <laughs> right. The right. number one thing was, at the youngest age possible, get your kids paying their own bills. Mm-hmm. Get your kids paying their own bills. That way, they're still underneath the safety of your home. And, um, you know, this goes back into using your kids as employees. Mm-hmm. They, you know, simply use them as marketing. Put their picture on a flyer, you know. Uh, bottom line, if you're paying them a salary, then have them start paying bills. That way they learn a budget. They understand money. And it was a proven fact, according to The Economist, that kids who went off to college and that handled their own finance at home were, you know, X percentage less likely to be calling home the first semester broke. Without money, because they understood it, you know. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing because what you're doing is at the young age, is, well, put it this way: most people get older and they get into college and they have financial problems mm-hmm. because that's the fruits of all the things they learned growing up in their life. Yeah. But if you want to change the fruit, you got to change the root, mm-hmm. and the root would be teaching them that at a young age, because again, we live in a world of cause and effect. Yeah. So for us to change what's the visible results we have to change the invisible so once you program them then because again exactly. between the ages like three and seven you know, i started doing this with my daughters when they were born but there's a mantra there's things that i repeat to them every day you're smart you're pretty you're strong you can do anything you want and you love yourself and then my daughter's three uh, about three and a half and I, she'll say that to me every day mm. now, she has no idea that i'm programming her her, her subconscious. Right. When she gets about four, I'm going to start teaching, teaching her about money. And, and my, my wife and, her, and some of her friends and, and stuff like that think, well, hey, Bruce is really intense. No, I'm not intense. Because I know between three and seven, I can shape her mind the way that I wish mine was shaped. Now, my, my parents told me some great stuff, but not really great stuff about money. I had to learn this on my own, I had a mentor. Yeah. And I'm going to make sure that by the time 
that they get to the point that money is going to be a tool that right. they had to provide. Um, and basically, I'm, re I'm rewiring any potential bad money belief. So to them, money's not, money's not going to be bad or good. It's going to be neutral. Um, um, the only money's use can be positive or negative. Yeah. I'm going to tell them that the root of all evil is the perceived lack of money. Because, for example, why do billionaires do shady stuff? More money. <laughs> but but it's More because money. right now they perceive right. they don't have enough. Right, right, right. All people are like, oh, the billion dollars, you have a billion dollars, you can do anything you want. Yeah. No, it comes down to your mindset. Right. If I have $20 billion in my life and everybody around me has $40 billion and I'm the per kind of person that my, my self-conscious, my self-belief is based on everybody's perception of mm. my wealth, then I'm going to do something shady because I don't think I have enough money. Right. Now, you think that you only have 20000 I have $20 billion. It doesn't matter. Again, the money itself is neutral. Right. It's my perception. Now, if I have a billion dollars in the bank and I perceive that I'm super wealthy, super successful because I came from nothing, then the chances of me doing shady or something very small because my perception is I have everything yeah, I need. Right. I'm, I'm fulfilled. I have no concerns. Mm -hmm. So the perception of the lack of money is what causes all the problems. And it's to me at its deepest score, I mean at its deepest core, money is like more of a scorecard, like a you know scoreboard mm -hmm. of how much value you're providing. To the yeah. country. Yeah. I remember about four or five years ago, I had a, a conversation with one of my wife's coworkers who was getting mad because at the time, A Rod was getting paid $256,000 per at bat. Mm. She's like, Well, that, I can't believe that. They get paid so much money, but they're not worth that. And I said, Who, who, who says what they're worth? He's like, What do you mean? I said, No, who says what A Rod's worth? Yeah. And I said, Well, you know, the owner's like, No, we do. Right. All the millions and millions of people watching TV that pay for the cable, that pay for the extra stuff, say that A-Rod's worth $256,000 per bet. And I'll tell you why. Because if the money didn't work for the company, they would not pay him. Right. I said, so the reason why he's paid $256,000 per bet, because when somebody watches him, all the millions of people throughout the entire world watch him, to them, they're getting a million dollars worth of value out of it. And he was like, oh, I was like, so don't look at it that way. And I said, it wasn't like A-Rod went in there and said, listen, you got to pay me $256,000 per at bat or I'm going to leave. No. His manager, everybody sat down and figured out how much value he provides. And they said, okay, it's $256,000 per at bat. And I said, now, they said, well, I'll, I said, would you change lives with it? Never. Never? <laughs> I said, so if I came in here and I dumped 200 and whatever, $56 million in your hand, and said, the only thing you have to do is change your life with Alex Rodriguez. So the only thing you have to do. You would say no? Uh, yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> so what you're mad about is he took his God-given talent and all the opportunities that was given to him, and he maximized them. Now, if he used steroids or not, that's not, I'm not here to judge that. Yeah. Right? But he yeah. gave everything he could. He took all the freedoms we have in America. He took all the coaches, everything he's given, and he maximized it. Uh -huh. I said, don't get mad at him because that's called income oh, yeah. envy. Yeah. I said, what yeah. you need to do is find out what your A-Rod skill is. Maximize it so you get paid millions or billion dollars before it. And then your kids will say, well, listen, my daddy's not a professional athlete, but he's still super successful. Because he went from a bad money mindset to a good money good. mindset. Yeah. What's, what's crazy is the amount of ignorant people out there that exist, like you just said, because we've been, um, my brother Matt starting a nutrition store. Mm -hmm. So my brother Greg just graduated from the police academy. So we had this family get together mm -hmm. and uh, Matt's talking about the nutrition store 
I wasn't here for this, thank God, because it would have been total. I would have shut down everyone yeah. right the fuck there. Were they telling him how bad how he's going to be so he's so bad, he's so greedy, or whatever? Here we go. <laughs> Starting a business is not a way to get rich. That's the easiest way to get rich. What do you mean? No, it's a way to get broke, according to people in my family. So starting a business is a way to go broke. Um, most business owners are not successful. Um, you really need to the whole the whole middle class script. You need to get a job with a four hundred one k. My family, mm-hmm. some of my family are rich because they have five kids that can always take care of them. Which you want to talk about ethical what problems and a bad money mindset? That person said, "I'm I'm rich because I have five kids." <laughs> okay, so one oh, year they're going to take care of her. Like, they're going to give her. Money. That's what I implied because that's oh. what I'm thinking. Yeah, your, your money's going to run out. Your pension's going to run out. Your social security is going to yeah. run out. Um, social security's done by what twenty thirty five. I mean, you literally had to sell. Yeah. No, seriously, it's going to be yep, done. Done. People have to sell their houses to survive. You're not rich. You're not wealthy. You're. Yeah. It's all fucked up. Like yeah. it's all fucked up. But these things that so people I know, put in their do heads, not depend on the government for anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. anything. Just just take that to take heart care. now. Anything. Social Security, whatever it is, do not depend on them because it's going to run out. Yeah, it's okay, going to run out. Sorry. No, it's going to run out. And But it's amazing how many of these things exist. Like, you know, you tell people you should buy an investment property. Well, I don't want to deal with the tenants or termites. Like, who, who said that you had to do that? Yeah. Where do you – where do people get these things? That's, or, that's a bad mindset. Yeah. It's, it's all scarcity. I don't want to deal with the tenants and termites. First of all, let's back up from it. Why not? Oh, uh, well, I don't want to get up in the middle of the night and go deal with it. Great. Hire a property manager. Right. Who said you had to do That's objection. I don't, I, I don't want a job. Why? Because I don't want to deal with driving to and from work. <laughs> That's just a part of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. You, so you have to hire a manager, pay her, him and her manager, pay X percent so you don't have to worry about tenants and toilets in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next. It, people have to be like problem solvers in that sense. Like, we just talked about this yesterday. Bruce and I had a, a client that wants to write an offer on a property. And she's like, well, you know, of course she tells us this while we're seeing the property. Well, I don't think my lease isn't up till September, so I actually can't buy the house. Now I've heard other realtors say this and they're just be like, well, all right, I guess we got to wait till September or they wouldn't work with that person. It's like, no, we'll just increase your seller assist or get you more points on the loan side. We'll buy out the lease. Yep. You can move in quicker. Solutions oriented. It's a mindset. That's a mindset. You know, those people that aren't solution. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with the problems of of uh, rent of rentals, you know, owning a rental. Those yeah. people, they've already rolled over and died. Yeah, you know, they, you know, problem comes. Oh, I'm dead. Right. Oh, put me in my grave. I, I can't handle this problem. Got a flat tire. Can't fix that. Um, you know. Yeah. No. Solutions oriented. It's a mindset. It was ties into. Got to be front, just like military front sight focus. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like if they, if I have to get over this hill, there's a bunch of stuff in the way. I have to do is figure out a way to get over that stuff, get over the hill. But these are the same people that won the lottery, okay, Mm -hmm. and then on the way to pick up their check, they'll they'll trip and stub their toe, and they're going to be bitching about stubbing their toe, and focus and have that ruin the day when they just won the lottery. That's the problem. It's the same thing with money. Like people will step over dollars and pick up dimes all the time, all the time. Well, why would I want to do that? That's too much effort. Yeah, but here's the thing: if if you have to do that extra effort, there's an extra risk. But you actually give yourself more protection. Mm-hmm. What's more important? What's more important? <clears throat> I guess what that's like part important? of that is the point, right? Like, you, if you're if you're gonna, there's nothing wrong with being middle class or having a W two job. Not saying that at all. Yeah. But if you do have that, don't trash the people that are trying to start businesses that are trying to get started in commission sales. Literally, up until this year, I have heard when are you going to get a real job? Like, 
How is? I've been hearing that. I've been hearing that for fourteen years. Yeah. So. Like, we don't want to fucking hear people that. People have said that. We, to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. People have said we for, get a real job. Do you know why? Why? So that I can get a four hundred one k and have health benefits. Do you know how much health benefits cost? One deal. Yeah. My health yeah. benefits are paid, paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Done. People don't think that way, and nope. it's but it's. When I got out of college, and I told friends and family, I'm gonna get into like real estate and finance business. They're like, oh, so what bank are you working for? I said, I'm not. <laughs> they're like well you know what i was like i'm going i'm just going to be me i'm just going to be self-employed i'm going to go out there and do business like aren't you worried that it's not going to work out and i said no i'm worried that if i work for a company it would work out yeah right right i said now listen i tell people i could have gone that route and been a some c-level person or sort of c-level person because i know my mindset if i was at a company i would have blown through everybody and got to c-level super fast i said but internally i'd be looking for a window to jump out of yeah Right. Because I'd be in there and listen to something that some, this is me personally, not saying everybody, I'm talking about how I feel, in some board meeting and somebody talking about we well, need to do this for this increased production. I'd be like, guys, I'm fucking out of here. Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, if I don't leave here, somebody's, I mean, I'm just going to blow this goddamn thing apart. Right. I just know that my personality was built for that because to me, I've had too many times of people that happened to my personal family or family and friends when you were that W 2 person mm-hmm. and you put your entire life in that company. And the next day, you come in and you're gone mm-hmm. because they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. And I always said, I told my dad this, my, and he was, he was worried. I said, listen, dad, I will never fire myself. Right. I'll never fire myself. So if I know that I'm responsible for getting something done and I want, nobody else is going to hold me back, when I have to do that, I'm, I'm responsible for it. That's the way I want to live because that's just how I have to live. Yeah. I'm unemployed. I, I, I can't be a W-2 employee. I tried it in college, got fired. <laughs> I tried working at a job and... You know, the manager said some stuff to me, and I was just like, you know, I kind of... Fuck like, you, dude. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Basically, yeah. and then I was I was asked to leave. Mm-hmm. But uh, the funny thing, while I was there, I was like the number one person selling all the electronics. Yeah. Like, what kind of training do you have? And I said, none. I just I can talk to anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, just tell me what I have to sell it for, and it's done. So yeah. you're solutions-oriented. You're like, you know what? That job thing ain't going to work for me. I'll yeah. do my same skill sets and just do it independently. Yeah, because I tell people, I was like, listen, if you will work... 40, 60, 70, 100 hours a week for somebody else. I know for sure you do it for yourself. This is why it's so important, as you said in the very beginning, why study history? Why Mm -hmm. take tests on history? Mm -hmm. Because we as humans cannot gain experience unless we actually do something. So how do we do that? You go back and you read books, history, business. That's how you gain your experience. And then you go put it to, you execute it, you know, you actually do it. And you make mistakes. Sometimes things work out, sometimes they don't. But you live and you learn. Um, well, I tell people the same thing about, oh, I'm worried about making a mistake. Yeah. I said, here's the thing. When you were born, could you walk? Nope. No. So it caught, why don't you ask your parents how many times you try to stand up and fell down through your entire life until you were able to walk? Mm-hmm. I said, just imagine if you quit trying to walk. walk. What yeah. the hell would you be doing now? Yeah. Imagine if you quit trying to write. Quit trying to read. I said, listen, I believe in hurry up and fail. My personality, I can be in front of a billion people and say the wrong thing, say the wrong word, and have everybody laugh at me. But inside, I'm still winning because you're still there. Yeah. In the military, we just hurry up and wait. Yeah. 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 Got to get up at 4 a.m. We're leaving at 11. Yeah. Why am I up here? What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And we'll check gear nine times. Here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. We're just standing parade rest for hours. But it really, really all comes down to, to me, it's a scare. When it comes to business and money, it's a scarcity mindset. 
because we've never had somebody sit down, and I, I could do like, like a full training on this, like one day I have the podcast, I just do this, is we've never had somebody sit down and help us get past of all the bullshit we've yep. wired in our brains. You know, there's there. scripts when it comes to fear, it comes to money, it comes to health, yeah. it comes to success. And I'll tell everybody, I wasn't born like this. I just have, I've read books, I went to seminars and have mentors help me get rid of all the trash that I didn't even know I had. I thought, hey, I, was on t- I know what the hell I'm doing. And then I have people like, well, no, you don't, right? But, but, but I was okay with saying, you know what? I don't know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you are worth millions, multi-millions, and you know what you know. Yeah, I have no problem saying, telling somebody, listen, you know more than me. Because at the end of the day, the more I learn, the more I earn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Period. No. So. Yeah. so we all go through struggles. Just some of us don't roll over and die. Mm-hmm. Right. 2015, I quit my previous life. You know, working overseas, taking all these contracts, going, you know, protecting merchant ships from Somalia pirates or going doing protection in Afghanistan. I walked away from all that very abruptly for personal reasons. You know, one big reason was so I could be here with my kids and not miss their life. Mm-hmm. Um, not spend six, eight months a year overseas. I could actually be back in America and enjoy, you know, some of the fun things going on back here. Well, with that, that came with sacrifices. I went from making a... Working six months out of the year, I made around 140k a year. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Should have made. I, you know what? I I spend every dime of that and more. You know, every <laughs> right. more because of my mindset. Mm-hmm. Right. But guess what? When I quit working, I went down to 700 month, 700 dollars a month. That's all I had. Yeah. And people were like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do?" I'm like. As I have a beer at the bar, I'm like, I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll figure it out. You have right. to figure it out. Yeah. And to. guess what? When the problems, when the money problems came rolling in, I had to figure it out. And I wasn't going to roll over and die. I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do now? And I figured it out. Yeah. You know, and it's worked out. Now I'm making 10 times that every month. And guess what? I still spend every dime of it. Yeah. But guess what? We're building things and it's going to get well, you're better. Spending, well, you know? you're, you're going from spending to investing. Yeah. So people think... Oh, I'll put you know, five, six thousand dollars away in my four hundred one k every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the same people wouldn't put that five or six thousand dollars into their own business. Yeah, exactly. Because they think, well, what if I lose it? And this is what I try to tell everybody. <laughs> it's like, listen, the money in your four hundred one k. Read your paperwork. Mm-hmm. The money in your four hundred one k is not guaranteed. Mm-hmm. It's not guaranteed. No. So, hey, everybody, read your four hundred one paper. Okay, four hundred one k paperwork. The money's not guaranteed. Any money you invest in a business that's not your own, if that business goes under. There's preferred accounts. Just like if you have your money in a Bank of America account and there's somebody that's got $5 billion in that account and there's a run on the account, they have preferred accounts. That person, sorry, sorry, this is going to hurt your feelings, they're going to get their money well before you. Yeah. Right? So you always have to protect your own six. You have to. Yeah. You have to do it. Exactly. Well, you're back. I'm sorry. Exactly. I I was saying the, uh, I was going to say since you brought that up, the military mindset. Like if, if the military would do a better job of out-processing its people. Oh, me too. Um, me oh, too. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. we could even talk about the way that they advertise suicide. If you call into the VA for their mortgage hotline mm-hmm. as a loan officer or a broker, they ask you if you're going to kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if they know the stats on this. I hope they do. But when you advertise suicide in an area, the rates go up. Yeah. Did you know that? If you pull billboards the up, rates the rates go up. go up. So they should probably look at maybe tapering that off and work on the out-processing because – the milit- the mindset that a military person has should take them to be successful anywhere they go. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's problems from, mm-hmm. from war and combat and things that they saw that they need to deal with. But if they dealt with that, worked on the out-processing, showed them how to take their mindset and then use it in business or just use it in the workplace, yeah. 
whatever it is, they'd be super successful. You know, a lot of the people on that have podcasts or have businesses or, or, or a lot of executives are prior military, prior mm-hmm. service. Because you're taught to act even when you don't want to. Yeah. Yep. And that most people that will sit here and complain about I don't have enough money, I don't have, I'm, I'm overweight, there's something in their life they don't want to change. Mm-hmm. What I tell people is once you go from complaining yeah. to a deep emotional, like, I'm fucking done with this. Yeah. Yep. I'm done. Yeah. Nothing happens to that. Deep happens. emotional, yeah. Yeah, you have to be exactly. deep. Nothing. Well, you know, I, I don't like what I'm stress. But until somebody you really care about says, you know what, Stacy, I look like a fat ass. Yeah. And it hit, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. and it hits you deeply. Oh, yeah. Right? Because I tell people sometimes tough love, like, I'm the kind of person, if you said something to me like that, I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. yeah. But if it was like my daughter said, I think you're a bad dad, that would destroy me. Uh huh. Destroy me. Because I would, I would internalize that deeply. But the people that want to change, definitely when it comes to your money mindset, if you're listening to this and any of this is making sense to you, you can you know you can reach out to me and I'll do some kind of one-on-one with you. But you got to get to a point where you're just like I'm done. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I always say a joke. If there's five birds on a line and there's a gunshot, and three birds decide to jump off, how many birds are left? Five birds on a line. Okay. There's a gunshot. Yep. So it spooks them. Yep. Three birds decide to jump off. Jump off. How many birds are left on the line? Five. Five. Why? Because they decided to, they didn't jump off. Gotcha. Right? So I can say, listen, I'm done being fat. Mm-hmm. Without though, any action behind it, I'm still going to be fat. Or I'm still going to be broke. Or I'm still going to be whatever I want to change in my life. There's got to be action. The same thing with the, the, the money mindset. Okay, well, I'm not making enough money. I'm not making money to the point where I deserve. First, write down what you think you deserve. Okay? Then underneath that, write down what you did or what you're going to do to deserve that money. Mm-hmm. And the third thing is, fucking do it. Yeah. Right, right, right. Because right. everybody in the world thinks they're underpaid. That's just who we are as people, right? Don President Trump thinks he should be making more money than making everybody. You know, Bezos. Yeah. Every person everybody. thinks he should be making more money. The difference is they will do something to provide value to make that more money, while other people just pound their chest, say, "Oh, the fucking world's so unfair." I get yeah. fucked. You know, listen. You can always change your circumstances. Okay, this isn't Afghanistan. This isn't fucking somewhere underneath fucking Sharia law. This right. is America. If you want to go out and do something and change your life, you can fucking do it. Yeah. So go do it. I mean, look at all the immigrants coming over here now, illegal immigrants. They're trying to change their lives. Yeah, you they're, know? they're taking action. I tell people, I tell people, I might not like how they're doing it, but I don't knock the hustle. Yeah. Because they're right. fucking walking, they're trekking fucking miles yes. and days and shit. To get here their life to have the life. same opportunity <laughs> that you have and you were fucking born into. Right. Like if I tell people, if this country sucked so bad, why the fucking droves of people want to come here? Yeah. Because they know that what you think is suck is their fucking dream. It's their dream. Yep. Exactly. Because people get elected through political divide. That's why people think that about America. Yeah. But, but it's no, been that but way forever. It sucks. Yeah, yeah it's been it that sucks. way forever. But I tell people... If Republican, Democrat, Independent, it doesn't matter what your political affiliation is. Your first responsibility is to you and yours. Yeah. So if you don't like the president, you like the president, you want somebody different, listen, go out, vote, do your thing. But right now, if you want to change something, definitely when it comes to your money mindset, that's something you have to do on your own. So listen, if you hate Trump, then go out and do something in spite of that and make a bunch of money and go change the fucking world. But either way, nothing starts, I mean, nothing starts to change without... You have to change yourself. So what be some good ways, you know, for people to start changing their uh, their mindset? Well, first they have to rewire uh, the money is bad, believe. Money is not bad. They have to rewire there's not never enough money. 
okay? Your inner world reflects your outer world. So if you believe there's not enough, then all you're going to see is scarcity everywhere, okay? Yeah. If you believe there's unlimited money, then your brain, because your brain gives you what you want, what you tell it to give mm -hmm. you. If you believe there's unlimited money, then you're going to see things out in life that's going to validate belief and abundance. And then plenty, or, or there's abundance of money, will be the root of your way of thinking instead of scarcity. Yeah. Okay, that's a huge one. Also, you want to say to yourself that money doesn't change you. I don't believe money changes you. Okay? What money does, it reveals who you are when you no longer have to be nice to people. Mm -hmm. Okay? I've met people that have no money, made a bunch of money, and they're still cool, help out, take care of stuff. And I also met people that were assholes and made a bunch of money. All they are is assholes on steroids. Mm -hmm. So money doesn't change <laughs> you. It just reveals who you are. And one of my favorite sayings, I said this to uh, a friend of mine that was like working real hard, my friend Ron. He was talking about he was you know working left and right and never doing anything for himself and he needs to take a vacation and say hey Ron you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, I met a monk, a monk that in Vegas taught me that. You can't pour, so you have yeah I told you about that yeah. story. You got it. You have to be able to be able to fill yourself up yep. before you can give to somebody else. You can't pour from an empty cup. Well, I was gonna say that because you're saying that you can't pour from an empty cup and like. <clears throat> your cup or your your cup has so many more things in it than just the money too. Yeah. And it's like that's why some people are happy with with um I don't believe they should be happy being broke, but people are happy who are broke. Yeah. But there's multiple different things that you need to have on point. Like if you're gonna be successful in that general term, then you need to be financially successful, successful in your fitness, successful in your relationships, and everybody needs to work on one of those. Yeah. So you can't just be rich. And hope to have everything else because if you're just rich, then the friends, family, relationships, uh, and, and stuff like that that you're going to attract are not going to be good most of the time. Oh, yeah, I can tell you that first. Yeah. Thing. yeah. So first I mean, thing. yeah, you'll get You can buy friends with money. They're not the right people. That's right. <laughs> and to me, it's morally superior to make massive amount of money. So yeah, if you're a religious person, no matter what religion you're in, if you make massive amounts of money and have out massive amount of people that your religion says to do. I think that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you want to give back. Make like I think, like, yeah. like I think, mm -hmm. like listen, you can give your time, but there's you can there's only a certain amount of time that you have in the day. There's only a certain amount of things you can do. But to me, like if my daughter was needed some kind of surgery and I couldn't pay for it, and somebody actually gave the money to me to pay for my daughter's surgery, like to me that's like that's that's how you show uh, your worth to your God. Well, look at what the Gates family has done. Yeah, like. I'd rather do that. I'd rather be able to do something like that. Like you help people by having money. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? I, I, and I think you're required to. You Me, can. I think whatever you make, 15% yeah. of it doesn't have to go to any specific thing, but you have to give back to the universe or your God or whatever you believe in to keep the train going. Yeah. Yeah. That's only fair because I tell somebody, even billionaires now, somewhere down their line, somebody outside helped that mom, that dad, that sister, that brother build that business to become a billionaire. Yeah. Right? Somebody, somebody gave help. So you're, you're, you're required to put at least 15%, in my mind, 15% yeah. back in there. Mm -hmm. Because it's, if not, it's like then you're, then you're kind of, I don't know, it's like you're kind of cursing, cursing the, yeah. the abundance that you got. Like you have to give back. You have to give back. I think everybody, at, you know, no matter what economic level they're in, they give back in some sort. I mean, I've met people from all walks of life everywhere. I've found people that... Somehow, when it comes down to it, you know, we're all the same. We don't want to see somebody's people suffer, or we all have like an overarching value 
you know? Yeah. Which is all religions are, too. Just yeah. an overarching value. Yeah, I'm with, within a box, you have to follow yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you're not religious atheist, you still have an overarching value. You know, so what is that? Well, you're, if you're an atheist, you still have a belief in something. You have a belief in something that doesn't exist. Exactly. So you can't get away still, from it. Yeah. As an atheist, you're still a believer. Yeah. You just believe that this doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. yeah. So with that overarching value, people go back to utilitarianism mm -hmm. and at some point do give, you know, different areas. Just if you don't have anything to give, well, then you don't have no money. If you don't have no money, you ain't got a pot to piss in. So how can you help anybody else out? Right. Well, to point. me, it just can be even something super small. My mentor yep. said this to me when I was first starting the business. said, I don't have any money to give away. He said, so you're telling me once a month you couldn't walk up to a homeless person and give them a dollar? Yeah. yeah I, thought, exactly. I, thought, I thought like shit. I was like, well, yeah, I can do that. He's like, well, could you give $5? I said, yeah. He goes, probably how, how about 10 I said, yeah. He goes, how about 50 Yeah. So yeah, he goes, how about 100 I said, yeah, I think I can. He's like, oh, okay. He's like, so you can you, you can give back by giving a hundred dollars a month. He's like, so you can help one one person or ten people giving ten dollars. He said, so you don't think that'll make a difference? And because again, we're, in our minds, I'm thinking, well, if I'm going to give back and help people, I'd give hundreds of thousands of millions. Yeah. He's like, no, no, start no, where you are. Yeah. And then it went from. It's funny because it's like I, now if I feel like I'm because something again, you can rewire your brain to the abundance mindset. Something might happen. You can kind of feel yourself creeping back to the scarcity. And if anybody says it doesn't happen, that's bullshit. I'm just going to let you know. The first thing I do is go out and try to find somebody to give money to. And then I'm instantly saying, I have enough. There's more money coming. More money. Abundance mindset. Yep. And that's actually, I think it was one of our agents here who was saying about that. I said, could you give a quarter to somebody? Yeah. yeah how about a dollar? Mm -hmm. So I got that person up like $5. I said, okay. If all you can give is $5 a month, but I'm telling you, you give that $5, you're just depositing into the universe or whatever your God is. And you're getting that train going and going and going. That's an easy way. Because it's funny. My, I remember my mentor saying, he's like, listen, we have the richest poor people in the world in America. I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? He's like, what was it? 85, I got to find the stat. 85, no, is it 50%? I got I to gotta find the stat. Hold on. It's amazing. I have to find the stat. He was telling me about how a certain amount of, okay, here we go. So, first question I would say to people, if you ever look at your bank account and cringe, everybody in their life at one time looked at your bank account and said, Jesus Christ, <laughs> 46 cents. How am I going to make this work? Right? Right. Then he told me, 50% of the people in the, on, on Earth, it's about like 3 billion people, they live on less than $2.50 per day. Wow. That's crazy. I know, that I know, crazy. I know my bills per day That's are crazy. probably more like six hundred dollars. Yeah. Right? But they live on less than two dollars and fifty cents a day. Okay? That's fifty percent of the entire world. And then eighty percent live on less than ten dollars a day. So we'll do a quick math on the on the ten dollar side. So that's like three thousand six hundred and sixty-five dollars a year. Yeah. That eighty percent of the world live on. That's, yeah, that's so. So I'm starting to think. He goes now. Think about the money you have in your account now. Okay. He goes and think about that in terms of if you took that amount of money and you went to fifty to eighty percent of the world, they would instantly be wealthy. You have a lot of friends. Instantly be you wealthy. You have a lot of friends. <laughs> right. So it's like one of those like. <clears throat> hmm. He's like now this will really take you from scarcity. He goes, if you have more than $3,000 in the bank now, you're wealthier than more than 80% of the entire world. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. 
So on the first of every month, I'm wealthier than. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows you how, like, the, the, the mindset that unless you have, you've been taught that that abundance mindset that like oh, I, I don't have enough. There's never enough. But if but if he he's just I actually said this to one of my friends that was going through some struggle, a challenge, and I said, listen, there's people in the world right now that are praying to have your life, mm-hmm. yeah, praying to have your struggles, praying to have your money worries. Praying to have your problems. Pray, praying to have your problems. Like <laughs> yeah. praying, praying to have that. Yeah. Uh, so, but when you yeah. when you think about those numbers, I was just like, oh, okay. He's like, so everybody. He's like, I think that the average person has like five or six hundred dollars in the bank account, right? But that's the case. Then, if fifty percent of the world, right, they could live for almost a year on that amount of money, right? And then, and and that's like they're good living, right? They're good living. Right. So when it comes from that, there's never enough money. That's one of the bad money mindset. Um. You look at it from that point of view, and let me clarify: fifty percent of the people on this planet live on less than two dollars and fifty cents per day. Eighty percent live on less than ten dollars per day. Yeah. You think about those, and then I want you to look at your bank account, and then go back in and look at it again with those numbers and statistics, and see how truly you are wealthy. You do have the ability to take what you have in your account and make it grow, but it's very important to rewire your money mindset. Because once you do that and you change the way you see things, I say this all the time, the things you see and the opportunities that you see will change. Because again, if you if you think about that and say, well, you know what, I might take on this extra project at work. So right. I can go in there and give myself a $10,000 raise. Or I can go to the my owner of my company and say, listen, I don't feel like I'm paying what I'm worth. You might disagree. So let's sit down and figure out what can I do more for the company so you'll pay me more. Yeah. Now, if I owned a company and you came in and said that, like you're high up on my list now because one, you had the balls to do that, which I respect. And two, you didn't come in asking for a handout. You can't. You came in and said, okay, what do I need to do to get there? Do you remember the performance reviews they used uh-huh. to do in the military? Yeah. They were very well structured and, yeah. and ranked, and, mm-hmm. and but you needed to know um, basically with those performance reviews, like – their page is long, like six pages long. Mm-hmm. Like I know the the Marine Corps one's really long. The Army one was garbage. Yeah. I don't know what the SEALs did. I think ours was like a page or two. So like it was impossible to ever reach. Like if it was yeah. say it was out of five, you couldn't get a five. Yeah. There's no yeah. way. Well, that they, was like they, one person could get a five out of the whole military, and no one ever does. Yeah. That's how they set it up. So it's like it all comes down to knowing the state. Like when you said getting paid more, where do they should be? Mm-hmm. Like business owners, team leaders. Wherever you are, you need to know the standard, set the standard, live the standard, and and kind of like train for that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that I was just I was actually going to start looking at is like how to do almost a military style performance review because I think where a lot of people go wrong is like they go around and they they reward mediocrity and they just you know oh great job doing that one deal like one deal a month like no you should be doing more mm-hmm. like I'm sorry like even if you're a part time realtor you yeah. could be doing more you can always be doing more and I think that there's just this standard where you know everyone confuses um, yeah, you're an asshole because you push someone to do more you know yeah. like <laughs> like you're you're too much you're, you're coming across too as well, arrogant depe- or- see it, it depends that's more we talk about our emotional intelligence mm-hmm. if you come across as if you're a task manager and you don't have any any of empathy or any mm-hmm. any true true buy-in or care about that person, then that come they can come across that way. Yeah. Right. But if you come in and present it a certain way, that's a benefit for them. 
and say that, you know, I know you're worth more. I know you can do more. Yeah. I know you can. And deep yeah. down inside, you might talk, you might not talk about it and parties around friends, but you know you can do more. Mm-hmm. We can agree to that, right? Yeah. Well, let's sit down and get together an actual step-by-step process because I know that you're way better than you are now and you know that too. Yeah. So you approach it from that. It's like, okay, that he's bought in or she's bought in and they truly want me to succeed. Right? Yeah. So yeah. By the same token, you're only hurting them by by telling them that they're just they're great, they're fine, yeah. you know, their performance is okay, you know. Yeah, um, there's this is no participation trophy world. Right, right. That's and a big problem. You're well, only well, that's a podcast for another day. Yeah. Yeah, you're only hurting. If you reward somebody for laziness or being mediocre or average, um, you're scoring them for life. Yeah. You know? Right. And you're hurting their money mindset. Yes. Because I remember uh, I, my brother was always better at me in football. Yeah. But I was always better at my basketball. But I, like one of my goals as a kid, and I can think about it as a kid, is I always wanted to get one of the trophies, be one of the best players on the team. But I never did because my brother was always better. Until he got older, I was on my own team. But I remember like crying about it. And my dad's like, listen, you don't get a trophy because you don't deserve it. I used to get mad about that. Yeah. And then I got older. I'm like, no, no, you're right. I don't deserve it, but I'm going to work my fucking ass off. And then when I get it, I'm going to fucking play it in front of you and say, yeah. I fucking deserve yeah. that. But that's the only way you truly stretch and grow. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's, it, instead of, it's why 85% of people, this mindset is why 80%, 85% of people who win the lottery, this is shocking, that win the lottery, within five years after they won the lottery, are worse off financially than they were before they won the lottery. Wow. Let me repeat that. Wow. 85%. You know wow. why? Because if I gave, you have a bad money mindset, and I give you a million dollars. And I'm a business person. And I know you have that money. I will get all that money from you in 12 months. Because I'm going to sell you things, products, materials, ideas that it's going to tap into your scarcity mindset. And you're going to give that, all that money over to me. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. Because if I, give, I tell somebody, well, I can start a business. If I give you a million dollars, the mindset you have now, the business will fail. It's not the money. It's the mindset, right? Because again, I tell people, we both can have brand new, we'll talk military, brand new 50 cal sniper rifles. And then we have an expert come in and get it for humidity, temperature, distance, everything, atmosphere, yeah. everything. And you've trained to be a Marine, I mean, a sniper for 30 years and I've trained for three days. Who the fuck's going to have a better shot? The guy with three days. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, it's because no. it's, it's not really, it's not really the, the actual tool. Right. The tactic. It's the person behind it. The person behind it. It's the person behind it. So if I gave you a billion dollars and you have a scarcity mindset, you will blow all that money. Unless you fought somebody else in your circle doesn't have a scarcity mindset. is like, hey, Joe, you just walked in a lot of money. I'm not going to take you any of your money, but I, can I teach you some ways to protect yourself and grow it? Then you can stop it. Like it, It's just like you know, a DI coming in like, no, 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 Bruce, fucking spread your legs, calm your breathing, make sure you, you get your everything set up right. Okay, you know, you shoot between your breath, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. If I come in there and just start poof, poof, <laughs> shoulders over here, you know, but it's, but it's the same thing when it comes to money. It's, it's not the money. First, you have to fix your mindset because you can come in and you, and you can double your salary. And if you have a scarcity mindset, if I pay you an extra hundred grand, you're going to spend, a, spend an extra hundred grand. You know what? It's funny you say that when I actually help people shoot, especially other military guys like that have been in a while and we go to the range or whatever, uh-huh. I always give them the gun without a round in the chamber. Oh, yeah. And I do it because I yep. I want to see how they, they anticipate. Yeah. And a lot of times, but what I like about people, which is interesting, but what I like about people who don't know how to shoot, they've never shot before, mm-hmm. 
they have zero way to anticipate. So I've had to show them the proper form to hold the weapon, how to point, things like that, um, how to punch out. You know, they yeah. don't they don't anticipate that stuff. Uh-huh. So as long they, as you don't tell them and put it in their mind, they, because they wasn't they weren't programmed with yeah. the bad they don't shooting have the bad habits. They, they don't yeah. have the bad habits. Yeah. But unfortunately, we come as kids and we're always programmed. Most of us, well, ninety five percent of people in the world are programmed with the scare scarcity bad money mindsets. So we need a drill instructor to come in and just shake that out of us yeah. and say, no, he taught you to shoot that way. That's fucking wrong, right? right. I got a kill from two thousand yards, fucking center mass. Yeah. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. Right, or it's like Bill Gates coming here and teaching us about money. Mm-hmm. Like we know a certain level, but no, they be like, "You guys don't know shit." Like, great, yeah. teach me. <laughs> right, I have no problem. Right, yeah. I shut my mouth. Probably I got my, don't. I got my, I don't, I, I don't know anything. I'll take I my really notebook don't. out. <laughs> you teach me anything you want. Yeah, right. Yeah. But we all have different levels. But to start, you got to get get to get to a point where you go from decision to action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Bill Gates tomorrow. Yeah, we're okay. gonna bring him on. Yeah, <laughs> we're nice. gonna bring him on. He's on his. I way. love being around people that can just destroy me and all my knowledge. Yeah, because yeah. I have I have my ego. And that's another thing. When you want to get better in life, make more money, get healthier, your ego has to shrink. Yeah. Because my mentor said to me, "You want to be wealthy, or do you want to be right?" Now you keep saying it. So get a mentor. Yeah, yeah, get a mentor. Yeah. Like you know, my my first one. I don't remember where like I got. Like I've always had the mindset of like I used to. I think I told you before. I used to come home with my. My school list. My mom always tells a story. I don't know if it's true because she makes stuff up. Moms <laughs> make stuff up. But I apparently I used to give her my school list. And then uh, the story she tells is that I was like, yeah, it's going to cost $21.60. I already priced it out at Rite Aid. And she's like, all right, I'll get you the money. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need you to get me the lemonade from the top of the corner. Because we live near Fox Chase Cancer Center. Uh-huh. So the doctors were always flying down the street. I could always get them to buy yeah, lemonade. Hustling, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would buy my own supplies. So I always yeah. had that mindset. But then when I opened – the business, and I found Grant Cardone, and then later Ed Milet, Andy Frisella. Like the mindset, the things that those guys preach really, really help because Grant Cardone, like one thing that always stuck in my head was he's like, Would you rather have a $10,000 problem or a million dollar problem? And it's like, Well, f- wait a minute. And you know, initially you're like, I don't want a fucking million dollar problem, but, but yes, you do. Because if you have a million dollar problem, you probably got a million dollar income. Yep. You know, yeah. you're probably yeah. making a shit ton of money yeah. and you're doing big things. Yeah. You know? I always found that interesting. It's just a shift in perspective. It's like everyone sh- runs from problems, but money's really not going to solve your problems. You're going to have problems either way. The stress level is going to be the same, whether it's ten thousand dollars or a million dollar problem. Yep. It's still stress. It's the same thing. Yeah. Same response. Same chemicals. Yep. So I'd rather have the fucking million dollar problem. It's that, li- it's that limbic system in there. Yeah. Your sight, fight or flight. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, get a mentor. Because the great Gary thing about getting a mentor or coach, what I value in it is they help me see things, blind spots that I can't see. Although I try to read and listen to seminars, I mean, listen to podcasts and just try to be crazy about that. Sometimes we're we're caught inside of our own brain. And I always tell people, it's easier for you to read your friend's personality and their life and what's going on than for you to look in the mirror and see it on yourself. Because we're caught. We're caught in our own thing. So that's why it's good to get a coach or a mentor. Or, or, and here's the thing. Well, Bruce, I can't afford one right now. Well, one, that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. You can't afford it. You just have to find things you're wasting money on and not do that. And I said, but for the people that are bare bone broke, okay, I'm pretty sure you have a cell phone, right? Pretty sure you have a computer. Pretty sure you have a data plan. Go somewhere like Starbucks, that free Wi-Fi. Like, shit, let's say your your, your cell phone's turned off. Mm-hmm. If you want it fucking bad enough, go to a Starbucks. I get on Wi-Fi, I plug in, and I go on YouTube, and I'd, I'd read, I mean, I'd listen to podcasts about money. I'd watch videos about money. 
uh, mindset, about business mindset. The shit's free. And get, I'm saying get a like. Listen, I wish I was was going with college or coming up now. Yeah. Because oh my gosh, yeah. exactly. this like by, like if I was in high school now and all this Ooh. kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh man. Forget about like, it. Like I would be. I would just looking at my myself now. Like you're. What are you doing, you lazy ass? Yeah. Fuck. You don't. You don't. You just learn that now. Shit, yeah. I knew that when I was 17. Yeah. But you have that ability, and uh, just don't get caught up. And well, again, I, I want to try to do this money mindset just straight one day where we'll do like a live stream. Yeah. Um, just get people's feedback on it. But right now, um, try to rewire your scarcity mindset to abundant mindset. So no more money's bad. No more money root is root. Uh, the, uh, money's the root of all of evil. Okay, money is not good. It's bad. It's just it is what it is. Only its use could be good or bad. Uh, money doesn't uh, make you evil. It just takes who you are, puts it on steroids. Um, believe that there's an abundance amount of money. There's unlimited opportunities. There's unlimited money. The only thing limited is your time to take advantage of that opportunity. Okay? So uh, opportunities are unlimited, but taking advantage of it, there's a certain window for you to take advantage You're of You're going to die. Yeah, yeah. I was told. Like, I'm, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's easier for me having my health issues because my mortality has been in front of my face since I was four years old. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of easier for me to have motivation because like, I legit could die while we're talking yeah. right now. Um, but this is... A, that motivates Yeah, but then anybody out there that currently has a family, I'm going to tell you what I do. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I do five minutes of meditation and, I'm, and I just try to clear my mind, don't think about anything. The next five minutes, I stare at my pictures of my kids and my wife's and I just tell them for five minutes straight, I'm going to do everything I can to help you. I'm going to do everything you can to give you the life you deserve. You can count on your daddy. And I'd say that over and over and over again. And if anybody has a wife and kids, if that doesn't get you fired up in the morning, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There's something yeah. wrong with you. It has to be something wrong. Like there's got to be something wrong yeah. with you. You should have joined the military. You're perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fit right in. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I might have to use you for a human shield. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yes. Awesome. And this is something else that... I didn't care, but most people care about this. Once you start learning about this, reading, listening, writing down goals, reading books, going to seminars, your friends, your families, your coworkers are going to say, hey, man, you've changed. And what I want you to say back to them is, you goddamn right I've changed. Yeah. I've yeah. changed for the better. Yeah. I'm done with the victimhood. I'm done with the scarcity bullshit. I'm done with um, telling everybody I'm not getting paid what I deserve. And I'm now I'm doing things to get paid what I deserve. And unfortunately, what you're going to see is slowly but surely, uh, what I call the toxic people in your life, are going to start pushing themselves away from you because they're, you're going to be no longer worth yeah. their bullshit. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that's one thing that I, I kind of fell into, but my personality is I didn't care. Okay, I'm not going to talk to you anymore, Bruce. Okay. Okay. You, know, you, made, you so, made that easy. See, see you when I see you. Yeah, right? you made that easy. Yeah. <laughs> This is a good uh, one. For that. Like this is a good one, yeah, Joe. Any fun. any final words? No, just take action. That's on it. All this. Take action on it. I was gonna say, yeah, don't don't uh, don't be one of those people that's always reading, always doing podcasts, always doing this shit. You never take action. So get out there, take action, be consistent, be disciplined, and the money will follow. I challenge everybody listening to this in the next seven days. What I want you to do is listen to a podcast, watch a video, and write down. Um, number one, how much money you would like to earn each year. And then whatever that number is, I want you to double it. Number two, I want you to think about what kind of impact 
in your personal life, your family, your friends, your church, or whatever you believe, you can help. And then number three, within the next seven days, I want you to find a random person and give them $5. No questions asked. Just give them $5 and keep it moving. And then you're going to see a, a huge change in your life. Can I borrow that $5? Uh, let me hold something. <laughs> let me borrow that $5, Bruce. All right, everyone. Well, we're signing off, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace out. Bye-bye. <laughs>